Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out Yeah, so I was saying on um, Amazon, there's also channels you can purchase or pay for extra, which I didn't realize. And there's one, because um, I was trying to find some footage of this Hendrix movie that was released, and uh, couldn't find it anywhere. But it's on there, and no, this is not a paid sponsorship. I wish it was a paid sponsorship, so Amazon, feel free to throw us some fucking cash. But like, Amazon, so, we're here for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you need us. But uh, anyway, but it's called Coda, and... Um, I was just, there's all kind of concerts. I was watching uh, Black Crows from like 92, early Black Crows and Counting Crows and just all kind of stuff. But anyway, there's some cool the footage of Marley at the uh, at Capitol Records. And so there's this footage of Marley that I guess was filmed for a, like a promotional thing or a TV show, but it's basically yeah. they just invited a bunch of folks to like Capitol Records. There's like maybe 40 people mm-hmm. there. And just nice. full on Marley in '73, and they're just like that, that's awesome. Footage I've seen now, what, clips of it, but I've, I've never seen this all this footage. Now, before. what is what is this? On, is this Amazon Prime or it's an extension of Prime? It's like it's called Coda, and it's like four and an extra four ninety nine a month. If you have a seven, is it named after the shitty Zeppelin album? Well, <laughs> first of all, it's not that shitty of a Zeppelin album, but it Coda means to like kind of trail off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I understand. <laughs> so this I, whenever I hear code, I just think about that Zeppelin album. That what's on? <laughs> that's not co- what's so this is, you pay an extra five dollars a year or a month? A month. Oh, yeah, but you get a seven day free trial to try it out. I you will can check watch. it out. I'll check it out. That's yeah, I get it. Out. I get it. I, I love seven day free trials. Although, let me just reframe. I am anti Zon. I am. I am not an Amazon. I'm anti Zon. Well, don't ever say that again. Anti Zon. <laughs> Anti, I'm anti anti Zon. What the hell is that? I just I don't I don't like Amazon. He doesn't use their services. But like, so I you think, just I think you just, it's a waste. What does that even mean? I think two day delivery is you're you're setting expectations to the point that they shouldn't be set. Why people shouldn't what the, be like people shouldn't be entitled to receive anything they fucking want in two days. Why? I, I think it, I think it affects. <laughs> how long do you wait to get your shit? Like how long? Like what? Wait, how long <laughs> do, is just that you, time? People should. Have I don't to think wait? it's good for the environment. I don't think it's good for workers. I don't think it's good for retail. I don't think it's good for the job industry. But they're so. utilizing pre-established methods. It's just efficiency. They're not inventing a new transportation system or anything. They're just using pre-established modes of transportation. They're just doing it better by monopolizing the retail industry. Sure. But it's not like it's not like if you're like am anti-getting shit in the mail. That's one thing. But I'm not thinking you're saying that. It's, no, anyway. he's just saying that their overall footprint impact is uh, dangerous, um, and it's it's true. I, I applaud you for that. Um, <laughs> I do not applaud him for this bullshit, as if it's changing. Anyway, anywho, moving on to uh, <laughs> the, 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 oh, this is your fucking this is your fucking fight in the power. Uh, hot takes, Amazon hot takes. This your fist in the air, Josh. As we approach the coda of 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 twenty twenty one, I wanted to ask you guys what. So if you looked at 2020 this past year, like what did you listen to the most, like musically, since this is a music pod, 
Like, what artist did you listen to the most? Was there a song that you listened to a, a shit ton? Like, an album that you listen? It doesn't have to be like a new album. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the new like Taylor Swift <laughs> album that came out, Jonathan, <laughs> or like that new seven minute Lana Del Rey song, Neil. All too well. You know, whatever. It could be fucking some girls or the yeah, Beatles yeah. or or whoever. What do you got? What's your twenty twenty one? Well, I must say it's funny because I'm sure you notice, but did you see like a, your Spotify kind of like year wrap up? Well, yeah, but all those songs <laughs> are the songs that we I know. It's all pop songs, podcast. and that's honestly a lot of what I've listened to. I mean, as I look through it, it's just hilarious. You can see the timeline of pod songs as far as like most yeah well but so on that note what song that we did on the pod that stuck out to you the most this year oh uh, well the one that was played the most was sky is crying i must have listened to that one a lot um yeah other than pod songs i was surprised to see that my number two artist of the year was phosphorescent i don't even know how that happened but i nice. dig it i, I definitely yeah. love him but that that seems weird that a lot he's of my... songs for zula <laughs> a lot of, zula, like, a lot of nights with a, a lot of searching like... a lot of soul searching to zula <laughs> Jonathan, is there a is there a song for you that 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 sticks out from the year? I mean, honestly, not offhand. I'd really probably unlike a lot of folks, I get a chance. I listen to music all the time. I mean, just all day. I'm just listening to stuff and yeah, playing stuff. So it, be- it becomes a bit foggy. Like what? That being said, I've really at least in the last few months, I've been trying to listen to more new artists and folks who aren't like like mid-level popular, but it was really fun, you know, putting music together for a playlist uh, for the wedding and that kind of thing was a lot of fun. I've been trying to, I've been listening to Sia a lot lately, which her shit is like, it's just one of those things, man. I don't know why the fuck Adele and Beyonce and Taylor Swift get so much attention. She's more talented than them. Sia hadn't done anything in years. (laughs) What? (laughs) Sia hasn't done anything in years. She's, Which is fine, but like that's but, why. But, 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 I mean, Adele. That's not why she was never in that conversation. I you bring up Sia a lot. I must say, because no one think, else is. That's my point. No one else ever fucking talks about her. I've and, brought her up before. I, don't I know, that. and you both have talked about her. I I I know not of this this woman singer. <laughs> oh, you don't know who Sia <laughs> I don't is? Don't think so. You should. She did I'm that sure chandelier might, song. Is probably a, her most popular a song. Yeah, that's or two, a big one. For the most part, uh, I will check it out. Well. Yeah. I will say just in terms of, because I listen to just a lot of playlists and shit. If somebody tells me to listen to something, I'll usually give it a shot. But the one song for me that stuck out is this song from 2015. I, I didn't know when it was from or really who it was, but every time it came on, I was like, oh my God, this song's so good. It's called Yellow Eyes hmm. by Raylan Baxter. And it's, it came out in 2015. And my, and my brother had sent me some Raylan Baxter shit years ago, so I kind of knew who the guy was, but... It's one song. It's so catchy and it's so good. And just every time I hear it, every huh. time it came on a playlist, I'd be like, ah, just start singing oh, it. Check it out. It's great. Uh, there's a it's guy, great. early James, who I uh, discovered. Josh, I think I sent you a link. I think he's from Alabama. He did an album, which I think the album's cool, but there's one performance of him and just him and a bass player on this. It's on uh, YouTube. He's in a some guitar store. And it's um, early, and the song's called Clockwork Town. And Oh, just yeah, top I remember to that. fucking bottom, man. I'm so it's very cool. Performance may be cooler yeah. than the song itself. But the songs, it's very abstract. It's not, but it's abstract in the bluesy, like southern sense. It's not simply so, like yeah. just art rock. So it's early James. What's the name of the song? Clockwork Town, but especially the one. It's from some guitar store. It says him and a bass player. Okay, super cool. So check that out on very YouTube. Cool. Okay, mm-hmm. now Neil, what 
is there an album you listen to the majority of this year? Is that phosphorescent or? Well, I will say it was probably the Strokes new album. What is that um, called? Etern- Eternally or? The new abnormal. The new yeah, abnormal. Yeah, yeah. Which was, it was really good. I mean, it's it's a damn good album. Um, I won't. I, I enjoyed it. I, I was surprised at how much I liked it. But one album I need to listen to more. I love the band, the Black Keys, that Delta Cream album. I've listened to it once through. But I need to listen to it a lot more, um, especially because I bought a T-shirt that says Black Keys Delta Cream. So I'm I'm rocking the, the, shirt. the shirt. I need to back it up. <laughs> Song-wise, it's just very them redoing some Mississippi Delta blues. Yeah, oh like yeah. Hill, I mean, it's great. Blues yeah. and stuff. It, it, it's, 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 it, it sounds great. Mm-hmm. But it's like a it's like you put it on not for a specific song, but just like, all right, this is going to be on in yeah. the background it, mm-hmm, when you're mm-hmm. in that mood to listen to that kind of music. Probably yeah. the one that I, and this is also because I like this band, but also my, my girlfriend loves them, and she, the album was just playing all the time on the record player was uh, Lord Huron's new album called Long Lost. Oh, yeah. I was listening to some of that. What 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 do you recommend of them or him or with whatever? With their, because that album is, is kind of similar to Delta Cream, where it's it, the, the song-wise, it, it doesn't stand up to maybe their just last like, album. What couple songs should I listen to? Wait, uh, wait by the river is a great like kind of ballady song. But yeah, I was listening to Lord here on the other day. That song, I lied. Yeah, so sad. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you know, and stuff like uh, when the night is over. Uh, wait by the river. Yeah, Vida Noir. I would just listen to the beginning of that album. The first like four or five songs, I really enjoyed I the vibe of that. Johnny, you've never really listened to Phosphorescent. Which was what was their last album? Uh, songs for Zula. Yeah, Muchacho and Say La Vie. I would listen to those two. All right. Long Lost and Vida Noir. I would, I would check those out, Lord Huron. I'll give it a um, couple of listens. But then I, I, I want to give a shout out to this album from 2005 by this guy named Alan Hull. It's called Pipe Dream. <laughs> and it's so weird, but it's very Beatles-y and also kind of like Nirvana-y. Well, I guess hmm. Nirvana would say... It's really, really good. Good, like quirky song, like really quirky songwriting, but with very melodic. Alan Hull? Was in, Alan Hull, like H-U-L-L. Oh. Not uh, Alan Hull. Uh, it sounds about the same to me. <laughs> and then, and then I'll, I'm going to throw one more out, is Casey and Clayton with Marlon Williams, hmm. and it's called Plastic Bouquet, and that came out in 2020, but that got a lot of listens as well this year for me. I will say my random uh, someone I learned to appreciate a little more this year is Post Malone. <laughs> oh boy, it's more of a guilty pleasure. PM, I call him PM. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I, I just like the music. I mean, with with it, a lot of it pop, could be some worse. Of the lyrics, I'm just like woof. But I mean, just the grooves are pretty I, sweet. I I agree. It, it's not bad. Like it, when it comes on, like when the girls are listening to it, I'm like, okay, this could be you know some of the other shit they listen to. Um, uh, I got turned on to a. <laughs> it could be worse. That's what I learned this year. It could could get worse than. Post there's Malone. a. I think it's like a singer and two producers called Gabriel's, and uh, the song called Blame. And it's like this dude is a kick-ass singer. I think he actually may have been on some episode of American Idol at some season or something. I don't know. But anyway, because I think they saw him on there. And is it Gabriel's or Gabriel's? I don't know. Probably the way you say it would be the latter, but I'm the former. Um, <laughs> And so, but it's uh, but it's almost like EDM and gospel, <laughs> but not EDM, but just like electronic and gospel. EDM and like, gospel, so Kanye West? No. Um, 
That is neither of those two things, uh, I don't think. But yeah, check it. It's really cool shit, man. Huh. It's really impressive. It's like is, not EDM because is... it's not dancey, but it's like electronic and gospel with a kick-ass singer. Is that like okay. two things you wouldn't normally aren't good together? But you I've never even seen them together. Or wrote <laughs> is it, it's is like, it like chicken and waffles, or is it like <laughs> it's cats and dogs living together? It's mass hysteria. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of Kanye West and EDM. I was talking to somebody at work on the phone the other day. I don't know if this has ever happened to y'all where they're talking and all of a sudden the their some connection messes up and their voice is just auto tune where they're like, Josh, I need you to do something. What? <laughs> You're just like, no. whoa, dude, I can't. I can't listen to you right now. This is too weird. Josh, can you come cover the office? He literally switched. What, are you saying that's just interference in the phone? It's just interference, it like man. And it, oh. it, it, it comes across as if he's on auto tune. Very strange. I've, it's only happened to me like two or three times. But <laughs> the other days, you're just like, whoa, man, I can't talk to you like this. Can't take you seriously with this shit in my ear. That's why he, he, he was he was hearing back was like, I can't take you seriously. You talking like that? <laughs> ah. Uh, and and to be fair, I can't take any artist seriously that uses fucking like. Auto tune to who that was, amount. Who was the guy that was blamed for ruining? Was it Little Wayne? No, I think it was Little John. Little John, who used it, and we could be completely wrong, but I, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm sixty five percent sure it was Little John. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're totally. And also, right. I'm saying Little John, like he's a fucking <laughs> Robin Hood little, character. Little, little John. John, Little John <laughs> in Sherwood. Uh, <laughs> The Friar, he, oh, the, the he really what? put that into the public of like... A lot of auto-tune, but he was one of the first ones, I think, to kind of uh, just overuse it. He was it. an auto-tune pioneer. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. One of the really early common examples is Linda Perry was producing Cher, the chick from yeah. Four Non Blondes, mm-hmm. and they used uh. it on there, and they just thought it sounded cool. It was like... That. It had to be on Believe, right? Exactly, that one. Believe. That's when you first heard it. You're like, there's something weird going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is entirely too much share. Uh, <laughs> That's my share quota for the year, guys. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> you were listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. And thank you for sticking with us through 2021. Uh, we hope you'll stick around into 2022. But uh, this week is our holiday week and so with christmas coming up we will be discussing run rudolph run the 1958 single by chuck berry written by chuck berry maybe johnny marks marvin brody and produced by leonard and phil chess released on chess records Mm. So, Jonathan, I chose the song last year. You chose the holiday song this year. Why did you want to talk about Chuck Berry's Run, Rudy, Run? I mean, it's obviously pretty self-explanatory, right? I mean, it's just a great rock and roll Christmas song to talk about on a pod. You know, I mean, it, it has that classic, obviously, Chuck Berry thing, which you could you know, say that he does to death, and he does it a lot. It's just like what he does. And I always tell people it's very hard to do anything new in music. And not many people do more than, not many people do one new thing, much less, you know, more than that. All Hendrix kind of has a certain Hendrixy vibe. To, uh, all Beatles has a certain thing. Like, and his, his thing is just so pioneering. And to take all that energy that it creates and then harnesses and 
put it into something that's always, a, or rather, already a, a very exciting time of year and an exciting sentiment, and also the playfulness of it. It just, I mean, it's just, it checks a lot of boxes to, oh, for fun, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, fucking Chuck Berry, Christmas, mm-hmm. Rudolph, you know, fucking comeback story of Christmas. <laughs> you know, it's it's also a track. What do you mean? Run, uh, Rudolph, run. The, the sport? Run, Rudolph, run. <laughs> track and oh field. God. Track and field. Jesus. That was like an anti-joke. <laughs> that was like, everyone was laughing and you say that. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, just I'm, sucks I'm, I'm life full of them tonight. Game. That's what the holiday season is for. It's like, what anti-matter is the matter? That's what that was the comedy. <laughs> anyway, so because it checks every box for fun that I think you can really check. It's being a kid, Christmas, Rudolph party and yeah i mean i think it i think it's really cool because it is chuck you know i I like everything he does but it is basically just like it's another johnny be good which most of his songs are and it's fun it's a christmas song but i think that's about where it ends this is like when i think of christmas i definitely this isn't one of my go-tos but i do like it it's always on it's never i've never put it on a mix or been like oh we gotta listen to run run rudolph but i must say like how can you go wrong yeah. Well, it's it's funny. I, I kind of agree with both of you because Neil, like you, I I always I've always known this song. It's a holiday staple, but it wasn't something that I was ever like. Run well, Rudolph. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs. It really puts me in the mood for Christmas. But then, Jonathan, you got me to sing for that New Girl Rap Party a few years ago, and we did this song because I think it. Yeah, I was flying home for Christmas the the next day. I moved my flight. And we sang it and played it, and I was just like, God, this song is so fun. It's so fun to sing. It's so fun to play. It's so fun to listen to. And it really is. But I, I would say, unlike a lot of other Christmas songs, this is just straight-up rock and roll. It's just yeah. a straight-up rock Christmas song. And uh, from the guy who kind of invented that shit. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I, I, I think, you know, the similarity to Johnny Be Good is fine. I think the fact that he did Little Queenie in the exact same way. I mean, it's basically the same song with different lyrics. But that's the point. Bob Dylan said True. Bob Dylan said Chuck Berry is America's greatest living poet because the fucking stories are told so well that who cares if he uses the same riff or the same progression? It's mm-hmm. Johnny Cash yeah. is the same way. It's like each story is so, and he's so succinct with his stories yeah. that it's impressive not, this just this year forget all the guitar playing the sheer songwriting is so compelling and that's what's so great he didn't, he didn't write the lyrics to the song but i'm saying just the way it's all structured though. yeah like he and he may have i mean it sounds like his he, lyrics. he didn't but we'll, we'll we'll get into that well but at least the, the phrasing like he because he wrote maybelline and all those tunes mm-hmm, and they have the mm-hmm. same vibe so like his ability yeah, you, to tell not, a story in a his vibe is the same, but his ability to the, tell a his story, rhythm is, is no, pretty but his similar. His ability to even Springsteen talked about it. How many details he gets into sure, songs. but I don't know if this is the best example of that. It's one of many. It's my point. I, I just for me, this song is more of the Christmas vibe. I, I don't pay attention to the lyric really. Well, it, if you don't pay attention to the lyric, it's not Christmassy. I don't like get into the lyric. Yeah, like yeah. all I got need to hear is Rudolph, Santa. Like you just need to hear the keyword. Well, that's words. why you think it's it the same put, as the other ones because you're not paying attention to the lyrics. Well, no, I know the lyrics. They're just not that great, in my opinion. And he didn't write them anyway, so it doesn't matter. But <laughs> but it's the sheer narrative. Though. I mean, so there's... He never loses narrative. The narrative is fine. The way they structure it, I mean, it. it but it, it's almost... It, it is a rock and roll song for kids to consume stuff. I mean, it's definitely marketed towards... Are you anti this song? No, I'm not. 
what I'm saying, this song does what it's supposed to do. It puts you in the holiday spirit. I don't necessarily pay attention to the lyrics of Silent Night every time it comes on, but it puts me in the holiday spirit. Well, you know I mean, what I mean? Like, well, how fun. about other Chuck Berry? Let's talk about Chuck Berry vibe. as a whole. Like, do you pay attention to other Chuck Berry lyrics? Um, is that really? Yeah, yeah. I, I mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I like a lot. Of, I love Chuck Berry. I like you know I love a lot of his songs. I'm, what I'm saying is like this song is not lyrically a standout to me. I mean, this song yeah, is all it's about just a reason. Like, and but, and the but, the words are cool. I mean. I, I dig it, um, but it is—it's just a vehicle to get to back to Run Run Rudolph and just that chorus. Just—it sounds a lot like his stuff. It, it's tough to differentiate it. That's why because it doesn't sound like a Christmas song. The only thing that makes it Christmas is he's saying Rudolph and Santa. You're totally right. I mean, the lyrics aren't extraordinary, but I think just the story yeah. though is how many things he addresses in such a, a few amount of words mm-hmm. is fantastic. So, and just to get into the song a little bit, but. It, Lyrically, my, my favorite line is just, and I don't know if it's because the beginning is just so great, that little, like it, it, there's kind of like a little misdirect there with what he starts out. It's like, oh, it's another Chuck Berry song, but then he's like, like it's almost like he stops and does something there, but even that first line is, that's Out of all the reindeer, opener. you know you're the mastermind. <laughs> that's a great line. And then after that, I, the, the lyric is kind of whatever. But that's a really yeah, fucking yeah. cool line, you know. <laughs> Out of all the reindeer, you know yeah. you're the mastermind. <laughs> like, that's probably one of my least favorite lines in that song. A lot of good Because we all there. must assess at all points who the mastermind is. Like, but, but it's just, it's such a powerful beginning. And I, I get it's, you know, the Chuck Berry thing. No, see, I like, and, I like the phrasing of the... Um, a little baby doll that can cry, drink, scream. <laughs> yeah, that's some like weird there's line. so many just the just it's so sweet. No, no, it's just like that's what I'm saying. You can well, see no, the yeah, doll oh, the girl wants. Well, yeah, but he's he, all everything he, they mention in this song is a toy that kids were getting mm-hmm. at this time yeah. in the fifties. Of course it was. Yeah, so it, it, it's very specified with the well, uh, yeah. the rock and roll electric guitar, the. What did so the, the little girl the, get? The, um, little baby drink, doll and cry. Yeah, 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 I just told you. Um, and speaking of phrasing, Whizzing I like do a love his jet. a rock and roll electric. Like it's like the, he he skips the e. Rock and roll exactly. electric guitar. Electric. I'm gonna go with narrative instead of lyric. I'm not saying how he says it, but you get the. But wait, how do you define narrative? Is narrative the, story, the delivery that, included? I, I, clearly hear, I clearly see the story. I, I, in these few amount of words, I see a little boy at Christmas. I see a little girl at Christmas. And I see. Santa rock and rolling across. You see, you see Santa just <laughs> exactly. whipping the shit out of Rudolph, like motherfucker. We gotta go. Exactly. And so you see all those things in these few yeah. very. I definitely words. see him landing down on the freeway, taking the highways and byways. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. It it's uh I, I I love a verse like where Rudolph's like fuck you old man. If I stopped, we'd all go down. Yeah. <laughs> what is this fucking Full Metal Rudolph? <laughs> full Metal Christmas. It's, it should be. <laughs> but I am in a world of shit, Santa. I'm reeling, reeling like a merry-go-round. <laughs> Rudolph is stressed out. Run, run, Rudolph! Santa's gotta make it to town. Santa, make him hurry. Tell him he can take the freeway down. If you're saying the storytelling is more about how he delivers the lyric, then I will, I can agree with you there. He does. He has mm-hmm. a great delivery in the song. Yeah. Uh, and in most songs. Because he's not really, I mean, vocally, as a singer, he's not that talented See, of a singer. I get, but, a lot of times people who they call great singers, I don't enjoy. Like, sometimes sure, I will. I, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, technically, he's not Is a great not? singer. But he delivers his his, his lines well. That's, well. That's what makes a good I singer. I hear what you mean, but. 
Do you think Bowie's a good singer? Um, yes. And it's I think fair Bowie to say has I, mean, I, I think Bowie has songs where his range goes to places that Chuck Berry's never Chuck Berry's always note. has the same kind of It really is. I mean he does the same thing. And I'm not saying it's bad, but Oh, it's definitely more of the rhythm. He's not melodic, for sure. You listen to like one Chuck Berry song and you're like, This is amazing. You listen to six of them, you're like, Okay, let's listen to something else. Because you're not paying attention to the lyrics. They're just all too similar. Yeah, because you know? it's like it's like it's like a kung fu movie. To your yes, point, it, it's all kung fu. But if they have different, if you have a good enough story, you can distinguish yeah. one from the other, and you can. It, if you're okay, into that so kind of stuff. you would you would be just as interested because in, I, I listen to this album today, and yes, I, he has some songs that I don't that aren't the same. I mean, like that that doesn't sound like this. I can right. listen to that and, and this in a row. He has um, rock and roll music. Oh, it's yeah. not. Well, that's very similar. But you have stuff like Memphis. You know, you have stuff like In the Weeby Hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, but yeah, but I just, you know, the thing is, too, I mean, as, it's just so rhythmic, too. That's saying, and I'm a rhythm guy. Do you know that song, Oh, Louisiana? I don't know if yeah, I, heard that one. I play it all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. But that's like later years, Chuck Berry, where he's like, probably has a different producer. You know, he's got some uh-huh. really chunky sideburns going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the early 70s. Vibe going on there for a minute. He <laughs> did, he did. Vibe. <laughs> he, He's got well, you know, we uh, always talk amazing. about we always talk about Michael Jackson, like and how he took from Little Richard and, and into Prince. He he also probably took that red jacket from Chuck Berry, right? Oh, I mean, I was kind of mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Chuck Berry was was doing that thing a little bit. Are you, you're not wanting to associate Michael Jackson and Chuck Berry? I mean, they have they have some, a few things in common, actually. <laughs> <laughs> We will talk. We will get. This is a family not, episode I, of the pod. It's a Christmas episode. It's not about this is, shit people it, done in the past, Josh. Merry Christmas, one and all. <laughs> uh, let's talk. Let, let's get into the guitar now. What, Jonathan? This is your song. What makes Chuck Berry so special? Why does everybody hail him as? Uh, the father of rock and roll and shit like that. Well, I mean, just the riff. I mean, that riff that which is very is basically very similar to Johnny Be Good and Carol and all the other ones is is classic. But the 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 rhythm, like like he was doing on the guitar, what Little Richard was doing on the piano, and I don't think anyone had quite heard that because Little Richard, you know, it just sound there was so much energy. It sounds like this is fucking impossible. But then like, but Chuck actually pulled it off on the guitar and. And then with that, though, he, like, because there are lots of great guitar players through history that most folks don't know because they were not involved with amazing songs or they didn't write great songs, I mean, whatever. But he managed to be innovative. And in the vein of all great guitar players, the truly great ones, not only was he a great guitar player, but he was playing on great songs. And so it's a combination of that and, and the rhythm and the fact that it's like, it's literally inventing rock and roll because the drummer, as we've talked about before, is playing like a shuffle. Which is more of a uh-huh. jazz kind of thing because there were no rock and roll drummers at that point because there were no <laughs> rock. I mean, it, it was all new and yeah, a combination of innovation, but then coupled with the storytelling that he always just, yeah it, he illustrates. You can feel what's happening through his guitar, which is now amazing. and so by his playing or the or the is the rhythm se- section because it, it it sounds like it's just guitar, bass, drums, and piano, piano maybe yeah uh-huh. yeah, but yeah, just real simple piano right. But it's the the, without this shit, the thing that makes it and the why the reason it's so hard you rarely hear people play this shit right is there's so much rhythm going on that it's so relentlessly accurate and also so relaxed 
and that's a really yeah. tricky combination. And I'll say about uh, just the solo, I love the expressive kind of just the way he's bending those notes and almost just using chords to some extent. And I think one thing you were you were hitting on too, Johnny, I think his guitar playing is so good because it is rhythmic and vocal at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds like his guitar is yelling. You know, it's it's almost like another, his guitar sings and then he sings, and then his guitar sings, then he sings. Yeah, but it, honestly, I mean? that so, little... That really works well in a holiday setting. It's very fun. It's That's very peppy. It's, right. It's yeah. It, it's like, and it's also a little mischievous. Like, I mean, and there's like so, a sly grin <laughs> going on there. Like, you just stole something out of the sneaky. fucking toy store, and you're like, hell yeah, I got away with that. <laughs> fucking taking my rock yeah, and roll electric yeah, guitar certainly. home. I'm gonna duck walk this shit all the way back. <laughs> so, there down you go. Fucking... Which one? The one duck walking dipshit. <laughs> Freeze. Duck walking through the parking lot. I will say, I wonder if his, because I like technically I don't I don't know really what the hell he's doing, but I wonder if like when you hear guitar from around that time or before that time, you hear like Ike Turner stuff, which is almost like a little like grittier than this and not as rhythmic. Like, whereas quit then you hear like people com- with terrible histories and past of sexual misconduct and all this. I mean, Jesus Christ, can we like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a guitar like other than the blue. Like, I'm trying like, to think of one know, who hasn't been involved. Because in even though I'm this kidding. is released on Chess Records, I don't really associate this with the blues guys that were recording but, uh, at the time. It's they're all recording. I mean, there. it's there. Right. It's there, but it's it's sped up. It's just different than what they were doing. I, I Turner's a little different. When you hear the jazz guitar players, it's just way cleaner. That's why it's so profound. Yeah. This is kind of like clean and gritty. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it kind of goes to that like fun and mischievous at the at the same well, time. It, his it, guitar always, because like you, you said, Neil, he's doing these like two note bends, like, and it just like growls. Yeah. It's like it fucking, it's jazz. Yeah, and you can like, hear like, yeah. when you've heard a Gibson 335, it's like, that's just that's the fucking sound man yeah and it's, and, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's a, good it's a sound. great sound yes. it's like with a relatively small amp turned up to where it's has an overdriven sound but yeah it growls but it's in a classy yeah, it's, way it, breaks like it still up. has it's a not... lot of finesse to it so how's yeah. it is he is he strumming or is he picking well it's like johnny said it's he's almost hitting two notes at the same time so it's almost in between he's picking but picking two and bending two notes together that's why you get the growl because he's almost harmonizing the notes and bending them at the same time. Jesus, that sounds hard. No, it's not that it's not that difficult. I mean it is to do it like he does. He's playing parts of the chord. Since they have these two notes, you bend them both. These little half step slides. But he's instead of just doing one note, which is cool, he's like Yeah, it gives yeah. it a, just a, such a unique thing. So he's just adding another he, the, note. The, 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 string, the note above it on the same fret and just okay. bending them both. And it gives it a real dissonant. It's actually like an inverted power chord, but whatever. Yeah, it also makes it sound sloppy in a way, but not really. It sounds like you're just doing whatever the fuck you want. Well, just, and you the know, other just... thing he does that's so cool is you have this shuffle, which is very common in blues. You can, that's like a yeah, one yeah. and two and, but he really emphasizes the the quarter notes, the the number, the one, two, like one, two, three, four, one, two. So he, yeah. he's not hitting them all mm-hmm. at equal volume, and it gives it this lilt, especially when you have the ting to tat, ting to tat, and it just gives it this herky, mm-hmm, like this mm-hmm. jerky thing that's so I don't know, man. It just makes you, it really makes you just want to fucking move, and yeah. it's a great holiday party. Song. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, I I really like that. But a lantern down. 
Yeah, the end. You know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that little thing he he ends out on is really really pretty. Just a couple notes. This song is run is called Run Rudolph Run, but, but it's also credited as Run Run Rudolph, mm-hmm. which I've always thought huh. was the name of it. When it was first released, as we kind of hit on Jonathan, it was originally credited to Chuck Berry Music, but later it was changed to only Johnny Marks and Marvin Brody. Okay, because I think Brody was. Or yeah, Brody was originally credited, but then Mark sued and and got some. But so it, what it sounds like, if you look into it though, because he recorded Little Queenie after this and used basically the same musical track, and they didn't ask for songwriting credit. So what it sounds like is they wrote the words, he wrote the music. Sounds about maybe right. yeah, I could see that literally. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, yeah, like it's one of those things, you know, where it's definitely there's kind of a template. In a way, yeah. The Queenie, it's like I mean, it's not. I don't think it's the actual same track. But the mu- the music is pretty much that. Like well, Carol, Carol's also, I mean, they're all, they all have you know, not, but a lot of them have that. If you're in Chicago, man, you go to take a tour of Chess Records for five bucks, and it's just like like really, literally Willie Dixon's grandson showed me around. Let me hold Willie Dixon's bass, and basically like me and my wife, he was like, "Hey, y'all can just hang out." And I'm like, "Holy shit, we just fucking hang out, jazz." I told George, "I was like, next time we go." I'm just giving him $150 for the month, like $5 for every day of the month. Just give me the keys. Because I mean, I just want to hang out. Because you can literally just hang out. Yeah. There's no one around. Just Yeah. That it sounds like a foolproof it plan. Sounds, it, <laughs> hey, I've, I've, I've done more with less, I guarantee you. <laughs> it's just very cool. I encourage everybody to either they can. Because I mean, there's so much history in that place. Well, speaking of doing more with less, I think that uh, brings us to the vibe time <clears throat> portion of this, of this podcast. Cue the music in three... <laughs> Two, one, ding dong, ding dong, ding. We need Neil to be like, dong, boy, there. Ding, what day is dong, it? Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, dong. Hello, sir. What day is it? It's like, sir. Hello, little Timmy. Exactly. All right. Well, Jonathan, when do you want to hear? Should we all do this on three? I never know. I always feel so much pressure when you say when to do, do, do these things. Run, Rudolph, run. Yeah. Um, anytime. As soon as Thanksgiving anytime. dinner is over, I want to hear this song. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Anytime between the end of like the Friday after Thanksgiving and December 26th. So question is it's like is, there's a sharp cutoff. Is December 26th the saddest day of the year, or like is, is, <laughs> what is like what like or no? I mean, it's, maybe it's not. <laughs> It's not the saddest. It is uh, anticlimactic, I guess. Yeah. Well, hopefully like, you're still off. You can be hanging out. like. Yes, if you're off work, it's fine. It's basically a TV day and hanging out with a lady, mm-hmm. you know, if you have one. Big but TV day. If you're alone and have to go to work, that sucks. <laughs> if uh, you're alone and yeah. you have to go to work. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Uh, Neil, when do you want to hear this? Same time or January? Um. No, I want to hear this in the Christmas season, but after I've already went through all my Christmas favorites. This can, uh, this can sneak what, okay, in. what are a couple of your Christmas favorites? <laughs> so sweet. What you got? Hey, um, 
I got War Is Over, obviously. Um, I have a little Christmas playlist. That's one of your favorite Christmas I mean, <laughs> It is. Yes, it make, it puts me in the Christmas mood for well, sure. Well, we should. this is the time we should tell folks, if you want to hear our Christmas favorites, um, then revisit our <laughs> Blue Christmas episode from uh, last year, 2020. You mean where we, blew, which actually, where we blew Christmas? We, we blew it. We, we blew Christmas out with a, with a favorite Christmas song episode. <laughs> your favorite Christmas song is... So this is Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what have you yeah. done? Oh uh, I feel like a John Lennon's just yeah, shitting we, on me uh, at Christmas. What have you done, Neil? Uh, <laughs> a lot, a lot of potting. <laughs> Speaking of uh, what have you done, let's hop under the influence for a little while <laughs> and talk about the influence of this song, the holiday influence of this song. And uh, Jonathan, what um, what was this influenced by? Obviously, you know, just it's a general truck berry kind of thing. Um, obviously, they were setting out to write, you know, a Christmas song. It's not like it, yeah. it just came to them one day or they, <laughs> it's clear. I mean, it sounds exactly, and, 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 and it has a commercial component to it, but it has a you know, like leave it to Beaver, like the shit's still fun with corporate, you know, like Bloomingdale's or whatever. It's like it's kind of a fun Christmas thing. You know, as opposed to they're watching us so they can fucking take our information and then try to sell us Christmas presents of the like it is there, now. Yeah, there's definitely a Coca Cola involved, like in the right. in the ad for this. But it's fun. Like, it's yeah. like it's not. It's when things were still, they weren't literally trying when to. Things were very white. What? What? I mean, you know. Well, black and white. Leave it to Beaver was in black and white. Well, uh, not black. You didn't say black. You just said white. Well, <laughs> anyway, the point being that it was just. It's like when commercialism was still kind of fun. Yeah, this song was definitely influenced by myths. By what? Myths. <laughs> Which myths? Myths. More specific. Like, the myth of Santa oh and God. Rudolph oh and Randolph. And Randolph. And, uh, mythical mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Randolph, the unknown reindeer. Um, uh, and then uh, consumerism. <laughs> Randy. Randy and Rudy. Out of all the rain, that's a redneck version. <laughs> run, Rudy. Run, Rudy, run, run. Fucking uh, Randy ain't too far behind. <laughs> Johnny Be Good influences. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah, I mean, I would say that there's really nothing like this song afterwards, like yes, as a holiday is. song. I, I don't think so. Yes, there well, is. Well, Little Queenie, um, but sure. A year, a year or two before was Jingle Bell Rock, and I think this was uh, influenced a little bit by okay. that. And I think that song and this help establish almost that rockabilly sound as part of a Christmas thing. You know, there's a lot of rock and roll rockabilly Christmas stuff that just makes sense. You yeah, know? it's so funny. With, with Jingle Bell Rock, um, whenever I hear that, I always associate it. My sister, back when I was a kid, we had like just a couple of like movies. We had Lethal Weapon. And at the beginning of yeah. Lethal Weapon, they're playing it. So every time I hear that song, I think about a hooker mm-hmm. doing some coke <laughs> and committing suicide. It's very... Interesting nice. mix of vibes. Oh, wow, that is uh, yeah, it's that's kind of, quite the dichotomy there. It is. It's, uh, yeah, it's quite the journey. contrast. It su- suggests something about the duality of man. Well, speaking about uh, <laughs> prostitute doing bumps, her why nose don't was we, red uh, and she tried to fly. I mean, under the covers. <laughs> speaking of Rudolph and running, why don't involved, we? Right? I mean, there's a there's a Christmas story in there. Speaking of Rudy, <laughs> let's uh, let's hop under the covers and and. And pick each other up on our shoulders for a while, uh, yep. and talk about the covers of this song. Okay, I, I, Jonathan, how many covers did you listen to? Mm. I didn't listen to any, but I've heard one before. Okay, There's, which Keith one? Keith Richards is fun. You know his 
his okay. his is yeah. real sloppy. He's like, yeah, but like it's fun. You know, clearly that was his main influence on the guitar, so it's it's fun to hear him doing it. Nice. Yeah, I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna have at least yeah, that one sure. holstered there. Just really coming out of it, guns blazing right there. Neil, what you got? Well, there's a shitload of covers. Oh, um, so many. The first one I listened to was uh, Pig Pen and the Dead, uh, which was fine. It's just, it no, is what it is. Uh, didn't love it. <laughs> um, I would say one of my favorites was She and Him. I like the way they did it. Uh, M. Ward has a real, yeah. uh, he croons it very well. It's, it turns it into a much slower, mysterious Yeah, well, to be fair, myth, they recorded that song. after seeing us. Was that after? Play it, Do it? Oh. at the New Girl so, Rap yeah, Party. Yeah, he played so. my, he inspiration. Played my guitar. Cool. Yeah, um, we were oh, the inspiration nice. for that version. There was a bunch, but I mean, Credence was actually kind of cool. Nice. Slow and groovy. Yeah. Like, uh, Rudolph. <laughs> that's that's I mean, a nice just, Fogarty, Neil. That was like a, somewhere between a Fogarty and getting a physical. Like, turn your head to the left and say Rudolph. Yeah, take a call. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Neil, you got any more? Nope. Uh, all right, well, I'm going to mention a couple. So we got Lemmy, Billy Gibbons, and Dave Grohl with just mm-hmm. Lemmy Heard growling it. it live. No, not good. CeeLo Green, terrible. No guitar, terrible. Pretty bad, pretty bad. Brian Adams, not terrible. I not I bad. Respect him to that one out. Respectable. Pretty milk toast. Yeah. Nora Jones tried to make it her own, and no one should do that with this. Hooters take out, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say the fa- my favorite one I heard was Billy Idol. He kind of croons it. Huh. Uh, which is eh. which is pretty good. Did you hear that one? I heard that one. I like the Brian Setzer a little better. Yeah, the Brian one. Setzer. It's was in the same snoozy, snoozy. Um, All right. And then the worst <laughs> one that I heard, um, besides CeeLo, C- well, CeeLo is the worst one, but Cheap Trick does it in their in a very Cheap Trick way, and it is not good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they well they do it real like dit, 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 real rocking and there's the coolest part about it is the harmonica in it but that doesn't save it. <laughs> yeah, it it would be tough to save that that version of the song. Speaking of saving things, Jonathan, how does the shoe fit? Mm. <laughs> how does the shoe fit? <laughs> how does the shoes fit, Tony? <laughs> I thought I said shoe spit. Shoes fit. They fit like shoes, fit. shoes sprinkled with the spirit of Christmas that let you. Fucking fly across the night sky. Neil? Um, well, they don't fit, but they do the trick. It's like a pair of boots in the winter that you just slip on to take out the trash. Nice. No no, no socks? So they work. You it's don't tie the strings. Like, no socks. No, yeah, no tie. Yeah, bare, like heels out. Just yeah, they're like, they're like hobo slippers uh, or ho- hobo yeah, boots. Yeah, go. Thanks for wrapping that up for me. Um, hobo boots. Hobo boots. So they feel like hobo. hobo Mine's, mine fits like the, like taking the trash out in the funnest, ugly Christmas sneakers, colored sneakers. Why are you taking the trash out in these nice sneakers? Well, because I also have a very ugly Christmas sweater on, and I'm Winnie the Pooh in that shit. Winnie okay. the Pooh and what? Sweet. I don't know what that means. I just have a sweater on. Yeah. Nothing, nothing oh down low. God, just in my, in my, in my Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> in my, in my Christmas sneakers. So you're getting arrested for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hey, out of all the reindeer, you know I'm the mastermind. Uh, <laughs> the Christmas, and, the sack of presents, Josh, not just the sack. <laughs> and on that note, happy holidays from the three knuckleheads at Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. And now our cover of. Chuck Berry's Run Rudolph 
run. Out of all the reindeers, you know you're the mastermind. Run, run, Rudolph, Santa's got too far behind. Run, run, Rudolph, Santa's got to make it to town. Santa, make him hurry, tell him he can take the freeway down. And away went Rudolph, reeling like a merry-go-round. Said Santa to the girl child, what have you been longing for? All I want for Christmas is a rock and roll electric guitar. And away went Rudolph, whizzing like a shooting star. Run, run, Rudolph, Santa's got to make it to town. Santa, make him hurry, tell him he can take the freeway down. Run, run, Rudolph, reeling like a merry-go-round. cover you just heard was performed by Jonathan Horton. Thank you for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also communicate with us or recommend songs on Twitter or Instagram. Follow the handle at Pod Gave Rock. Next week, we're taking off, so Happy New Year. And we'll be back in the new year, first week of January, with a song I chose, Marvin Gaye's Mercy, Mercy Me. Can't wait!